you are now, now tuned into Progressive Action Radio, the most objective show in America, hosted by Tramel Thompson, co-hosted by Jamel Wilson, and DJ Damage is on the wheels of steel. You will never know what to expect when thoughts and wisdom unite. People! Get ready. 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 Progressive action is now live. What up? What up? What's going on, man? I feel alive and awake today, man. What's going on, cuz? I'm chilling. What's going on? I'm chilling, man. You know, a lot of good things going on, man. You know, today, um, this is the last time we could promote uh, the rally. Yeah, because it's, it's do or die now. It's one week away. Yeah, you seven, know. Seven days away from today. Well, actually, a little less than seven days away. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, I I was so excited when I got the um official union um posters or, or flyers or whatever, and it said, uh, you know, things got to be sanctioned through the union now. I think that was a direct shot at us. Oh, of course. You know Definitely, what I mean? yeah. <laughs> they tried. After I read it, that's what I that's what I heard. You know what I mean? Right. But I mean, I wanna, that's what it felt like. I want right? I want to get something clear with them and whoever wrote it. We didn't ask y'all for permission. In fact, we don't care to get permission from y'all. We doing what we want, and y'all see those signs we got: races, MTA, race, gender plays a factor. Uh, we, we need change. What else we got? Cause plantation, plantation justice, justice, aka yeah. two Broadway. Yeah, my favorite one. Yeah, you know. We ain't asking for y'all permission. We have brains of our own. I think what have been proven these past couple of years is that y'all don't have brains of y'all own. And furthermore, y'all don't have heart. So I don't care who wrote that. I will find out who wrote it and I'll deal with them on my own time. But y'all can't stop nothing that's going on over here. Nothing at all. Of course not. <laughs> <laughs> progressive action is progressing. It's yeah. real serious. Exactly. You know? And, you know, I, I did a little bit of research today. You know, I I, I ain't going to talk too much about it. I'm just going to mention, what the hell is the TWU Counseling Center? And <laughs> why are they lying about that? <laughs> they lying on the 990, you know, to the government about the services that they provide, which which is non-existent. Well, well, to be a little bit more specific, this is the new, this is the, the quote-unquote new services a new building that they have from the sale of the Gilmartin houses right yeah no i, I happen to find the money <laughs> oh okay. oh you found the money yeah, yeah, yeah. wow so we don't have to talk about it no more exactly huh? they 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 created a incorporated a new company and hid the money in there wow they hid the money i mean you can't find it you can't and that's right yeah you know i got the total assets of the uh, of of it is 10.3 million dollars wow you know what I'm saying? Where's the money at in whose bank account? Or maybe it's in the company bank account. I have no idea. Maybe it is. Or maybe it's in that slush fund that Harry Wills be always be talking about. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, the thing is, is that why did they create a new company to put the money in? And why did they lie to the government? Because it's a low-income services. You have cleaners who come in here making $16 an hour. That's low-income. Right. Are they privy to any of these services? I don't think so. Matter of fact, what's the address of the new building? Oh, I forgot. 
2547 Westchester Avenue. Westchester Avenue. In the Bronx, yeah. Okay, well, whatever the address is, I'm going to have to pop up there and take a look at the building. Tomorrow. And see what tomorrow. Yeah. And, and, I'm, and I'm going to have to see what they're doing, you know. <laughs> knock on the door. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to knock on the door. <laughs> see, I need, I need, right, yeah, I need some services. I need some services. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, you should get some retirees with you. Exactly. there with you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I think I'm going to do, you know. Yeah. Word up, man. But anyway, you know, um, <laughs> Um, besides that, I have a couple of things I want to talk about that's, that's, that's popping also. Today happens to have been the day that the uh, the perpetrator, Everett Robinson, which is the person who was charged with the attempted murder in first degree and other charges in the incident that happened to the station agent, uh, Priscilla, back on August 12th at the Notion Avenue train station on the 203 train. He was arraigned today in court. And uh, I believe the judge gave him no bail from the information that I was given. Uh, so, you know, let's keep that, you know, let's keep her in our prayers. And, you know, this is our fellow union sister. And that's a tragic thing that happened to us. So hopefully um, she, along with, you know, the rest of the union can get justice. And also what what happened, another hot topic that happened in Local 100 is um, starting January 1st of next year, 2017, um, the MTA has um, changed our, our health care c- coverage to another company. Uh, that would be Aetna. So, uh, yeah, everybody represented by TA, everybody represented by Local 100 in the TA, OA, MTA bus, and even retirees, uh, Aetna is going to be our new health care coverage. So uh, that's another hot topic that's going on. It's a lot that's uh, being talked about when it comes to that. And then uh, lastly... We have uh, in the news, Transamerica. Now, Transamerica is the company that sits on the property from time to time that you see. And they're the ones that offer life insurance to our members, life insurance as well as disability coverage. Um, recently, they would, I, I posted something on Facebook that I received that they were being investigated because of fraud, among other things. So, like I said, this um, it's a lot going on in the news right now, you know, amongst the members and the local. But um, tonight is is another interesting night, and uh, f- another thing I want to just say good evening to everybody. I know it's late, you know. Good evening, uh, all the live listeners. Thank you for listening, and everybody who listens on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thank you for listening and the support to Progressive Action Radio. Uh, I want to get right into our if. If Tramel doesn't have anything else to say, no, I'm ready to get into the um, the debate. Okay, so, so be a nice debate. Oh yeah, we got a nice debate going on. So tonight, by the stations department, the stations department has really has really been popping in progressive action lately. Don't don't you think? Yeah, yeah, man, they just really uh really popping up in here. So without further ado, I want to welcome back to progressive action. We have Mr. Shop Stewart, Mr. Anthony Staley. We also have Mr. the former VP of the station department, Mr. Maurice Jenkins. Good morning, family. How are you? And also, just arrived in the studio, another shop steward, Mr. Jonathan Beatrice, back to progressive action. <laughs> Good to be back. Mr. Beatrice sitting in the middle like he's the, um, <laughs> what they call those? Like he's the, the mediator. Uh, the mediator <laughs> or the referee. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah, yeah, the mediator. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and we also have back to progressive action, 
uh, former division chair for the state for the station department. We have Miss Jamel Chisholm in the building also. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good to be back again, as always. All right. Yeah, we got the station department in here in full force, deep. So, uh, so, so we are about to get it yeah. in. We are going to do a lot of talking, and there's going to be a lot of debating going on. So, so everybody, get ready. So this is how it went down. Maurice Jenkins came onto the show, right? Yeah. And everybody had something to say, Mr. Jenkins. So, I mean, I like I said, I don't know the stations, right? But the people who debate, who had something to say, they obviously know stations, and they disagree with you with a, a lot of stuff that you said. Well, now. We can clarify things because you know I'm about illumination. Okay, <laughs> sound good. So this is this is gonna be a platform. I gotta put this down because I gotta see Stacey's face. This this is gonna be this is gonna be different. I want you to ask Mr. Jenkins. Bring up something that you disagree with him about, in particular from the show he was on. On the show. Yeah. Okay. Uh, basically, I disagreed with the fact that he was referring to some bonds that the TA has or get. And he's using that as a means of saying that we wasn't supposed to get a decent raise. And as far as I'm concerned with that, is that they bonds and that, that's their business. See, we come in, we do this work, we should be paid justly. And most of everything that he re referred to in that interview, he gave excuses more so t about management doing what they do to us instead of what a union leader or a union rep supposed to do for the members of this union. That's what I had a problem with. First of all, you stated in one of your rantings, or I'm sorry, postings that <laughs> I happen to find that um, I didn't know anything about the bonds. First of all, um, I said that they actually put some more bonds out this year, February to be exact. The original investigation was not by me. Had you been involved with what was going on at that time, you would know that we had different civic organizations involved with us, helping us do what we had to do. I have a witness right here. And we'll get to you later, Jonathan. Thank you. So there was one person by the name of Gabby who was helping us extensively, and she was doing a lot of investigating, and she found out about these bonds. They didn't put it out there. They were saying they didn't have any money. They paid a billion dollars, one billion dollars, out of our operating budget. And as you know, our funds come from the operating budget. Our raises come from the operating budget. I know that. All right, so they depleted those reserves. That is not giving them credit or anything like that. It's an explanation of the situation that we were in at that time. Yeah, but the bottom line is this, is that it's the same thing where you put it out there and you never explained it to the members for them to understand what you were referring to these bonds. We know about the old bonds that they had. We also know that Wall Street does invest in, in, in transportation. They have an involvement in, in, in this company as well. So you should have been more precise and more exact about what you're saying. What were the name of these bonds? What were the losses that they claimed that they took with these bonds? 
But instead of just sitting there and saying, like, oh, we can't get blood from a turnip and all this here and using excuses for them not to give us a decent raise is the mentality that they sit there and they're used to that. That's why we lag behind in all these years. We lag behind in getting decent raises. Can you even remember the last decent raise that, that this, uh, this organization got? Yeah, 1980. 1980. Who was in the office at that point? Probably Sonny Hall. No. Okay. He was in the office at that time. 1980 was John Law. John Law. John Law, okay. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I stand corrected. That's okay. Mm-hmm. But however, you're talking over 30 years of us not catching up. Yeah. And what you're saying is now, all of a sudden, you can stop this backward progression and go forward automatically. How do you accomplish that? No, I didn't say that. that but that's you what you're insinuating. No. no. Let, no, you're insinuating that's what you're saying. Okay, but when I said it, it would, would, have, to be, it would have to be a progression and a decent raise starting on this contract to try us to get us even close to where uh, uh, Metro North or either, for that matter, Long Island Railroad. So that's what I was saying. So how you took it or how you want to explain it is totally different than, than what I was referring to or what's, what I was saying. But... Let's let's just step off of that for a minute, and let's go to the issue here of uh, when we were for, were, were, was talking about the layoffs. You know, what I felt about that is that y'all didn't really, y'all didn't really fight for the members when it came to this. You keep using these terminologies talking about my family, my family. My, my, oh, oh, you said my people. Let me correct myself on that. My people. What's that? What that's supposed to mean? That's supposed to mean that you're supposed to be dedicated and loyal to the people by using terminology like that? Because the bottom line is this. If y'all wanted to really stop them layoffs, y'all could have took T.A. to court and forced them to show the books to, to, a, to a judge and let them decide that if they couldn't have paid them workers or not. First of all, we were in, in court. Numerous times, but you didn't. It doesn't make a difference if you in court. You, well, you could just be said in, we needed to take. Okay, wait a minute. But yeah, let me clarify it since you want to play Please. games here. Yeah, it depends on the argument you bring into a courtroom. Okay, now that's what I'm saying. So if you had, if you had to be explained like that, then you talking about being in a position of leadership. You shouldn't even be there. First of all, no longer am I in a position of leadership. That's the first thing. Secondly, if you had been listening, right, very carefully, you know that they depleted the budget just by paying those bond payments. They depleted the budget. So however you're going to say that, it's fine for you to say. What year are you referring to the bonds? Talk about the years. Don't just throw that out there and say the bonds. Show what year you're referring to. Is it referring to the same time of the layoffs or not? No. Okay, that's all no, I want No, the interest payments was due at that time. Weren't there also credit swap deals that uh, the TA originally, MTA originally thought they were going to be making money uh, from before the 2008 uh, financial collapse, before the interest rates switched, and then, and then the banks, it started favoring the banks? And Nick Medell was explaining this to us at a stop sh- shop stewards meeting, uh, during the when we were when we were nego- the two years that we were negotiating the 2012 contract over two, two years plus because we finally got that contract in 2014. I'll just 
um, refer to, um, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay. I'll just refer to um, Maurice. Um, in 2008, we were faced with layoffs. Uh, we went to our state um, senators, assemblymen. We had a meeting. We came to a conclusion that we would go with um, congestion pricing, which didn't pass, but that was one way that we would avert layoffs. And also, we would um, do a tax, uh, a business tax that would help defer the cost of um, not laying off people. And it worked. No one got laid off. Two years later, in 2010, they came up, management, the MTA came up and said, we need to do during um, the course, we need to go in and start laying people off, start talking about it. Um, no one took this um, as being realistic. At a division meeting, we had Haywood who said, and also Paul Flores um, back in April, who said that, um, all the TA was doing was just I mean, posturing, that they, was, they weren't going to lay off anybody. I produced a copy um, of a letter that had 700 and something odd names on this letter. Not each and every one of those people got laid off, but they had um, petitioned to decast to let folks know that um, the MTA was serious, they were going to start laying people off. Now, my thing this has always been this. The people that got laid off when Maurice and, um, who was it, um, Schwartz, um, Arthur Schwartz, when they went to court, they were asked, the judge had no idea what was going on. Um, Arthur Schwartz had no idea what a scars booth was. It came to be that the MTA told the judge the only people that they would be laying off would be the people who were in the SCARS booth and they were non-revenue producing agents. With that being said, the judge agreed. Okay, then there's, you know, okay, we don't see that impacting your budget. But that wasn't the case. The people who were in the SCARS booth were older clerks. So the folks that got laid off were actually in booths that were revenue producing. And that opened up a vacuum that made, if you didn't have these people enough money to pay these people, and most were at starting pay, maybe second or third um, level um, year um, making a salary, if you didn't have money to pay them, how did you get to pay a person at top pay time and a half to work those booths? They wind up spending over 130 something million dollars in overtime. Folks were working going into triples. Now you didn't have any money to pay the, the people that you laid off. How did you get this money or how did you generate the money to pay the people who were at top pay to work these folks jobs? That's what I'm talking about. What happened? Why Maurice didn't come in and say, well, you know what? That's not so. These scars booths has nothing to do with the people that you are about to lay off. The people who are going to be laid off are people in revenue producing booths. That would have thrown out that argument that the TA had gave to the judge. And that was not done. First of all, when we went to court, they weren't talking about closing booths. They were talking about closing kiosks. 
and they were selling that perception to the judge that they weren't actually closing booths. That's where the temporary restraining order against the closing of those booths came in. That's why everybody didn't get laid off at the same time. So are you going to interrupt me or are you going to let me finish like I let you finish? Thank you. <laughs> now, the way we got that temporary restraining order was we were at a judge's living room, 11 o'clock at night, presenting my, our arguments. I brought pictures of a revenue booth and of a scar booth and explained to the judge that the only difference is not just the revenue generating aspect of the booth, but the color. That argument was valid. And because that argument was valid, we stopped the closing of those booths. And because we stopped the closing of those booths, they were not allowed to lay everybody off at the same time. However, Jay Walder was a no good rat's ass, just to be plain and simple. He couldn't lay everybody off, but he still laid off 196 people at that time. Am I right, John, or was it a little bit more? Because you were in, in, oh, you're talking about the first, May 13th. The first round of layoffs. May 13th, because they gave everybody the letter on Mother's Day weekend. <clears throat> and then 13th of May, they did the layoff. That's the first round of layoffs. So it was either 196 right. or 225. It was somewhere about there. It was about half. Yeah. For about 450 station agents total got laid off. Right. That, so that was the case. Mm -hmm. And as far as the money that you got up there, in Albany, it didn't pan out. They took that $50 million because it wasn't dedicated transit funding, and they robbed us. And that's what set the plate to be the way it was at that time. Now, you're saying that this happened on my watch, but it happened coming into 2010. We had 120 booth closings September of 2009, if you... Remember, and I believe that you were in office at that time, if I'm not mistaken. But no one got laid off. We, what happened is they became SCARS booths. They, are re they weren't revenue producing booths. They became SCARS booths. And the booths that did get closed, no one got laid off. Not a single soul. And when you say about the, the temporary um, injunction, that was done by Andriva. And Driva told, let me finish. I'll let you finish or let me finish. And Driva called Arthur Schwartz and told Arthur Schwartz when they first started sending the notices, telling the, these, um, telling the, the station agents next Friday would be their last day of work. She said, you can't lay anybody off because public authorities law 1204 and 1205 states that they have to have hearings in every borough before they could lay these people off. That stopped it. Maybe what you're discussing about was after they had the public hearings and then they wind up laying off these people because you guys did a shit pit, uh, a shit job of defending the union and defending these um, members. First of all, you have it slightly misconstrued. First of all, okay, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just want I want everybody to know what is a scars booth or scars or whatever that is y'all saying. Okay, a scars booth is one that doesn't generate revenue. There's no fair media sold there, so that's the booth that we came outside on. 
And Maurice had one of those booths. Of course. Those booths were, would, we would say they were super senior booths. Uh -huh. You had some time if you were getting into any, if you were going to get one of those booths. Okay. Yeah, you could continue. Okay, so where was we? I'm sorry. We were talking about the temporary restraining order, right? And about the, the law that was in place. It had nothing to do with layoffs. It had to do with booth closings. Now, when you got that money, they had a round of those MTA board meetings, and I attended all of them. You remember that. You too, John. What happened was the next year they couldn't do it without another round of MTA board meetings, and that's how we got that temporary restraining order because they were talking about closing booze again, and they were saying, no, we're closing kiosks, and I proved them wrong because I bought the pictures. No, these are booths. A booth is a booth. When it was built, it was a booth. Just because they changed the color, they took the money out, it's still a booth no matter what they want to call it. So they still have to adhere to the law. And like I said, after we did that, they still laid off half of the people. And like she said, absolutely right, it tripled over time. But we had said that in the media numerous times, they didn't care. And it got so ridiculous that when they did do these new rounds of hearings, they did them simultaneously to a night. And John, you remember what we did at Cooper Union? You were at the mo you were at the mic. You let me step up, did you not? Well, what happened was, was I went up to the mic. I I took a slot to speak, and I wanted to start something. So I went up there. And I said, I had a prepared speech, but I brought some friends. So I'd like to give my three minutes to my friends that I brought here with all the station agents. And, and we used those three minutes to chant, fire the MTA. And from what you told me afterwards, a cop came up to you and said, you, you have to take care of this or we will. I was hoping that they would. <laughs> but you got to admit, it ended up better than we I did. Was, and, and then you, you led a spontaneous walkout, but I was hoping for a more dramatic so moment. So telling Jay Waller to kiss our ass. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So telling Jay Waller to kiss our ass on the way out wasn't dramatic? It wasn't empowering? That's right. I forgot about that. You told Jay Walder to kiss. The, 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 we all the, did. We all, we all told that. Jay Walder to kiss. I would have told ass. Jay right. Walder to kiss my ass on a, on a come in. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I stepped foot in the building, I told him to kiss my ass. But the but, stations department has station booths and cleaners, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I didn't think about that. I didn't know they was gonna double team you today. That's all right. <laughs> you was the vice president, so you should be able to handle this. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> no, well, I didn't. I didn't come in here not expecting a little heat. Our department has always been on fire. <laughs> That's fair. Oh, what's next? I mean, y'all might as well just hit them with questions. But about the layoffs, it's important to remember that uh, there, were two, there were two proposals for booth closings. In 2008, they were, pro they were proposing a lot more layoffs. And the goal was to get money from the state. And we did with the payroll mobility tax, and we prevented layoffs, at least until 2009. Jay Walder came in, and he seemed intent to lay people off and close these booths. And we fought tooth and nail 
those booth closings. We did go out to all the stations, Jamel and I, Artie Clements, and Chris Shiverton, who was, who was a vice, who was station Kendra vice chair, and Kendra Hill. We leafleted all the stations that were being affected. Nicolette Brown. Nicolette Brown. That's Patterson. right. And Starlet Patterson. Uh, That's right. Okay. Staley, uh, yeah, you kind of um, quiet for a second. I yeah, what's going on. <laughs> I was letting them get get their say, but, but I think the more a uh, uh, question I really wanted to ask them: this recent contract that you did this open letter on the station agent of the future. Now, it's not an open. No, letter. no, no. It's it's an open letter because it, it doesn't it doesn't describe exactly what the duties are, and a certain people use that um that platform to run on a ticket themselves, claiming that, you know, they are they were going to do most, some of this cleaner's work. But my question is, I, I ain't care about that. Why would you, in a leadership role, and you're referring to people as being your people, you would, do, you would throw them out there like that with, with an open letter, subject, and then, but, and this is the second part of the question. Do you have the and language? Then ask, do you have the language with you? I, I I, I didn't have a copy of it with me, I but I'm sure so. she does. No, no. The, the, don't up. try to get smart with it because, I, it hey, I'll get in your ass now. No? Well, we can because, do whatever. Because we, we because you did some dirty shit when you, you was in there. you don't I don't know you? Yeah, I know do, you, though. Yeah, I know, know you. Each other, so we I know you well. You, I know you and well. I know you well, too. I, well, I know you better than you think. Okay. You know? I know how you shitted on the cleaners, and I ain't get to the cleaner shit yet. Yeah, well, let's do that. Okay? Because I got the grievances here of you blocking the grievances on a lot of shit for the cleaners what? that I filed. But, but like I said, getting back to this. Yeah, let's get back. Okay, to getting back to this. Yeah, let's get back. Not only that, you get you gave them an open letter without description. And, and most of all, tell them, I want to hear it out of your mouth. And I'm going to tell you if you're lying or not. Tell them what T.A. said when they finally put that tap and go system or whatever system they changed. How many of these clerks they going to need? Be honest, because I seen the paperwork. So let, let, let me so hear you your wanna, version. You want to hear it. what the committee came up with? No, no, I want to hear what Be- TA said of what who they going to need and how many clerks they going to need once they put that system in. Not just the station agent of the future, but afterwards, how many once they implement that tap and go system or their new fair system. So let's. Start, how many people are they going to need? First of all, let's start at the beginning of why I came up with the station agent of the future. You okay? came up with it? Yes, I came up with yeah, okay. it. No matter what you heard, okay, okay. I came up with okay, it. Good. Okay, Okay, you can say whatever right. you want. And, I, and, and you're I'll right. I can say... Hey, Staley, when you talk, talk to talking to the mic. Yeah, okay. Good. Yeah. So, let's, let's start at how this developed, right? Now, I'm going to put names out there so that there's corroboration if you ever feel like you need to investigate. Mm-hmm. Brother Richard Holly, who's in charge of the farm, he, at this point, he's no longer there, but he was ch- in charge of the Farming Out Committee. He For comes who? Up, For who? Explain who they with as well. He's an MOW. MOW, okay. Okay. MOW. He's an MOW. Okay. So he came to me and he said, Mo, they're going to be doing something in your department. We're having a meeting on it. I think you need to be there since this is your department, okay? So now I'm sitting in this meeting, and they're doing a presentation on this new technology. Fifteen minutes into the presentation, he's telling the people from buses who were there. One of them was Frank Austin, who Jamel knows, so you can check with Frank also. 
And they're talking about how <laughs> they're talking about how great this is going to be because for the buses, oh, you guys don't have to deal with money anymore. Everything is going through the banks, and they're like, "Yeah, this is great." So brother Holly said, "Well, this is new equipment coming in. Do we get to repair it?" They said, "No. For the first 5 years it's under warranty. But after that, yeah, your people will be trained to repair it. However, you get to take out all the existing equipment. So that's going to give you overtime. And once this new equipment is installed, it'll be more work for you. So I'm listening to this. This is occurring in my department. I represent um, collecting agents who, that's all they do is operate with money. They're taking money out the system. There's no mention of us. So I asked the guy, where do you see station agents? Because I already know that the collectors, we're going to have to do something for. Ten minutes into his explanation, there's still no mention. That put me on alarm. So going into the negotiations, I'm looking at creative ways that I can make sure we don't revisit 2010 again. And the way, the main way to do that is to glean as much information from them as possible because... TA is historic for never giving you any type of information. So this was designed, one, to get us to be proactive, which we have never been before. When the Metro card came in, they just shoved it down our throats. We didn't have any real say in how it was going to be implemented or where we fit in. Learning from history made me decide that I had to take a proactive stance in this. Now, that committee, once it was formulated, was to devise a way to get us to be on the property. So whatever number that was for the tap and go, right now it's 300 more than we have on the property as we speak because of that committee. 300 now, what? 300 bodies. It was 20, more, 300 more than what you have now? Yeah. No. Because we got 2,600 now. That's not true. The number was 29. No, it's not true. Okay, so now it's 100. Yeah, as we it's not, that's, that's not true, but go ahead, complete your... <laughs> How are you uh, going to say it's not true? You I'm weren't tell, there. I'm looking, I'm looking at the paperwork that was sent to the, whole, uh, to, to the union that shook a lot of y'all asses when they said that about the amount of people that would be laid off if, one, if that system was to be put in. Tap and go was before me. Listen, like I said... You were there when, they, when it was discussed. It wasn't before you. You were there for the last, what? You just got voted out. You were there the last six years. That's right. When okay. did Tap and Go come in? Hold on, speak into the mic, please. Tap and Go came in 2010. Right, okay. so if it came in in 2010, it was planned before then. So those conversations would have been had before implementation. Or should have been. They had no um, conversations with us. They did it under you guys. They didn't even give you the opportunity to have a conversation they just implemented it they didn't even bother to tell the union what I have a problem with is that as a president Samuelson as a president he has taken his union back and meaning why I mean by back how do you make a decision on a department that's why you have the VP there he totally excluded you out of all conversations that they had with management concerning our jobs. You found out by a guy from MOW that said, Maurice, I think you need to, to be in on this. 
they were going forward and had they had you not been privy to that god knows what would have happened i guess we would have had the same thing that the cleaners have where we are starting at um our starting rate would have been down to what 75 or 80 percent 60 60 60 percent 60 for what Samuelson did. That was did. under your watch, not, first not of under all, anybody else's first watch. Of all, that was your watch. What Samuelson did, yes. I'd have to agree with that. Okay, I'm not going to defer. And you ran with him. First of you, all, this last election, I didn't run with him. That's why I'm sitting here. Okay, let's, let's call it spade yeah, to spade. Okay, but, but, you, but, right. you, but, you so, did, but you did ran, right? You did ran. You yeah. ran and cre you created a fourth ticket. And my question is to that was, is that... Why didn't I put you on? No, no. I didn't oh, want okay. it. I know. Don't lie. I wasn't going to run with you. Don't lie. No, no. Don't I, lie. You Don't think lie. I would even associate my well, name with you yours? Why'd you come I didn't come to you. Let's get this straight. I, me and Kelly talk. Don't sit there and lie. Me so, and Kelly talk. So you never came up in no. my office and sat down. No, I talk about Kelly. You claim, remember, his ass was talking about he wasn't running. So what the hell I'm coming to see you for? To see if I, I, was. I came to see to Kelly. See if I was. No, no. Of course you're going to sit there and lie. Then oh, let's go lying. with this because let's let, let's show how much integrity you got since you, you, you you're sitting here and you want to start this lying shit, right? Let's see. Let's start with this, right? Number one. Uh, I filed the cleaners uh, uh, a grievance, and, and uh, matter of fact, I did it right in front of your ass, right? And I did it on a plain piece of paper when I sat there because I wanted his ass uh, to, to, to say something right then and there while I had his ass in his office because he was a wishy-washy ass type cat. It's stamped right there. As long as it's stamped, it should, it, it, it's, it's, uh, it's official, right? And it was about, and it was about. July 1st, 2015. And it was about violent interns. I said, this need to be addressed. We had to do something about it. Not only that, let's go another step farther. I also filed a grievance could, uh, pertaining to. Um, I'm sorry, interns. This is what used to be known as the WEP. WEP yeah, the WEP program. program. Yeah. yeah. Now, for those that don't know, for those that don't this know. here is going to show how much a liar this guy is. You see this here grievance I filed about bylaws, about the um, about how many meetings we supposed to have. He sat there and lied to me about how many meetings I had. I supposed I had to be able to run. It came out of his mouth. Sick. That that this grievance which I won, which they didn't even want to even argue with. What's the name? Stopped it at the door and said, Staley, you right. He kind of trying to claim that uh, when we went to meetings, since we was combining division and section meetings together, it, it count, he said it counted as one meeting. It's yes. Came out of his mouth. First of all. But no, 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 no. As mean, no, 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 no. Wait a minute. Okay, okay. go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I want first you to get of in because you're getting me heated. I know. First of all, we are the only department that does it that way. And you, and you had to go. Know. You had to go through the election committee to get that done. But you should not only did, know. Not only that, but I took you through the process myself. No, you didn't have to take me you to sat anything. In my office. I was knowledgeable of it, okay. and you sat there and lied to me. That's why. I wanted to see how much a man you were. You sat there and lied to me like I couldn't read a book. And that was the insulting part about it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Then you turned around, and I had, a, uh, I had also a grievance that I filed on the issue of how we, the um, cleaners get paid snow duty. Right. 
which another one that was stopped by you. And then I have a case right here. Can you explain now, how I'm stopping these grievances? Wait a minute. No, no, yeah, because Can you explain we, that? Let's, let's not play stupid. Are they going for it? No, 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 no. You know, you, you, you know. Because you're making a claim. Now, and how I, am I stopping and, these And I'm going to tell you, it's not just a claim. The same way, what's the name set up here the other day, the last, last Thursday, and said that certain people blocked me from doing hearings. What's the name? Um, uh, Mooney. Mooney, okay. We sat here and said how I was blocked from doing hearings. It's the same way y'all asses blocked me from doing grievances by going to management and telling them shit. Now, As a VP, you can yeah. stop a grievance. Okay. A union grievance. You okay. can. As a VP. But would my name be on now, something? No, Let's, it doesn't have to be oh, on anything, Maurice. On. Oh, man. We Don't met, play. We my name Boo Boo I'm going to give it to Stacey. My name Boo Boo. Do not play. All you have to <laughs> do is say, is we're not going to entertain that grievance. Can it? And that's a, and exactly. Then we want to take it a little farther. This young lady here that I end up had to end seating in this here case. This is doing your watch. A woman was allegedly identified by somebody as hitting, striking a customer with a... Uh, with a, a garbage can. This person claimed that a cleaner threw the garbage can and hit her. She came with the police. Well, the person came with the, with the police. And after everything was said and done, the police didn't warn anybody to be arrested. But management came and took this young lady out of service, held her out for almost two weeks, right? And then it took her four weeks to get her money. But my thing was this. If the police didn't deem this an arrestable issue, who in the hell was T.A. to come in, take this girl out of service? Y'all sat there and allow her to sit out today. We're ready to bring her back. What kind of leadership is this? And wh what makes T.A. above the law? What makes them above the law? See, there's a lot of stuff you'll sit around and, and y'all play a role in. And then just like y'all want to try to defer it and try to say it's T.A. Let me tell you something. When you, when you step to TA as many times as I've done, and I get in they shit about shit, they always, the first thing come out their mouth, well, your union allowed it. They throw that shit right back on you. So why don't you do the job that the members put your asses there to do? Because they damn sure sell y'all out. What's that? Let him answer that question. Go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead, please. Okay. So you're saying that, you're saying that it's the union's fault with everything they do. That's basically what you're saying. And that's a that's a tone that yes, Jamel? That's not it. But you we, like Okay, I then said, explain it to I me. I wanna know that's that what it, I'm I mean he I, what I wanna know is um he mentioned something um directly about a cleaner throwing a garbage can. The police didn't find nothing criminal in it, but the TA continued on with the case. Why didn't the union step in and and, and stopped it? Yeah. Just stop what they were doing to this girl. It should have been done. Most definitely. And, and I'm it should have went to the level of the president. When it can't be handled at Maurice's level, then you kick it up a notch. Okay. Well, was you knowledgeable of this incident? Not in the beginning. But you did uh, know about it. By the time point. it came to me, it was in arbitration. All uh, right. Well. But the main thing is that after this violation occurred, he admits himself. We got our money back. No, but, but she but that's still not the even point. waited for almost five weeks to get her money back. That's not. See, this is what my point is, okay? Y'all allow hardships to create in people's households. See, y'all just think about this garbage about just being on the job. 
No, it extends farther than that. See, while you sit there and use these terminology along with, and I'm a, and, and I want to make sure he hears it too, along with Richard, you're running around and talking about sister, brother, oh, my people, and all this shit, but you fail them as well. You're what you do. You're, you use that terminology to rope them in, and then once you get them in, and, and, and then when TH, it's, it's like you bringing them to the slaughter. Y'all don't stand up and do nothing that that. that protects and help the members if i was to sit here right now and say name three things that still exist in the station's department right now from your term as vp name them that still exists yeah that still exists did they three have things that you did on your watch that still exists that helps the members of this goddamn department okay well first of all a lot of the things that i have instituted I've gone by the wayside since I've been gone in one year. For one, that open letter that you're talking about, mm -hmm. that station agent of the future committee hasn't met since February. And at that point, we had already established that we would have a new booth, that the duties were explicit. We were not broadbanding, which is what you were talking about, doing certain cleaners duties, and that we would have a defined presence on the property, in essence, eliminating the need for layoffs. That's gone. A few other things are gone too. But three things, well one, we had developed a proactive interaction with our membership by establishing a facility on the shop floor. We now have an office in a station that we never had before. There was, yeah, we got an office on the station with a number Which that you can station? call. Which station? So 125th Street. You could have called to Broadway. We've always had access from the booth to get in touch with the union rep. All you had to do was um, use the code for to Broadway, and you could speak to a union rep. We don't have a union rep. There's no union rep that's available 24 hours, seven days a week. No, but that, that phone is supposed to be monitored. No. So people can make a... Excuse me? Oh, okay. Have you, have you, you said monitored? To, yes. Yes, because we have people that work at night. And they do check it, or they're supposed to check it every two hours. I'll give you some information that came from me. Someone said it took them two days for someone to get back to them and asked me to, to go ahead and call if I thought they were lying to go ahead and call. Call what? Call that number to the office. No one ever picked up. No one got um, got back in touch with me. But that's. And how come that number is not publicized? I've never seen that number anywhere, like on a fly on a flyer or anything. If it was in one of our newsletters as soon as we got it, and it was explained that we did not have the manpower to fully man it, but we could monitor it. Well, I, I think I'm sorry. I think it should have been publicized any everywhere, not just uh, like like. Like the union does, um, um, what, what are they? What are they? It's been around for twenty five years. The uh, the, the uh, drug program. No, union oh, assistance. The, the union union assistance. The UAP. The UAP. The UAP. Like the, the UAP. That that sign is everywhere, and that's that's wonderful. But if you have a twenty four hour hotline at where you can contact the union rep twenty four hours, that should, that should be. In, that's a very simple flyer. If you have, if it's late at night, you have a problem. You need a union rep. Call this number. It's very. That's all you need. That should be in every facility room. It's like 
I said it's a duplication. We had a number where you got to speak to an actual either RTO if stations wasn't there, you could speak to RTO, um, MOW. You had someone that you could talk to. I mean, an actual person who was released to do hearings. You got to speak to that. When you called this other number, this satellite number, you didn't speak to anybody but a voicemail. And then somebody would get back to you. So it's like a duplication. To me, when you you wrote that or you signed off on that side letter of agreement on the contract in 2012, it opened the door to just a duplication. We already had the clerk of the future. We had the AFC agreement. And if you read that in 1993, those jobs where you, when you hit that um, HPI or the, um, the talkback system, those talkbacks, excuse me, are being monitored by people at a, uh, from an outside agency. If you looked at the 1993 agreement, it gave us that opportunity to do those jobs. So there, we could have had station agents working those jobs, doing the, the talk, answering the talkbacks. That's not happening. We're allowing another agency to come in and take our jobs. Now, my, my, question, my question would be, um, why would it be a satellite number State, station agents work 24-7. If they're in trouble at night and need a rep, they out, they should out of luck, sound, what it sounds like. No, actually, we have a night rep, and that rep was supposed to monitor that number so that they could respond at that time. So maybe and the rep wasn't doing their job? I would hate to say that, but apparently just, that is the evidence. Just for your information, for those that are listening, they're not from the station's department. Uh, we can't dial out to just any number from the booth uh that believed i believe the idea behind this was to be able to call a rep using an internal phone number that you could call from the booth if you didn't have any cell service if you didn't have any cell phone service or what have you so but even to from, broadway you can call from the booth so even from today yeah, you can't even from today you can't call any number from the booth it don't work like, like that. Like you can't no. call you like you can't call your mom from the booth. Oh, okay. No, it oh. it, it doesn't let you dial one area code. Da 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 yeah. da da. da. Yeah, it's called the star system, and it's all self-contained within that system. Okay. So you can't call without outside of that star. Okay. You know, it's a little scary. You also can't call nine one one. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, we have to rely on them through our emergency booth communication system to. Let's get back to Staley right now. Certainly. And also, I wanted to bring up an issue here. Now, I found this to be strange to be a person in a leadership position. Uh, and I'm going to see if you're going to be honest about this as well. Remember the time I was standing in a meeting and you said to me, uh, I should bring Derek Echeverry up on charges for not uh, chairing his meetings? Remember that? Yeah. Okay, now my thing is this. Why would you come to me to ask me? You're his boss. You was his boss. Why would you come to me and ask me to write him up? Do you remember what time this was? Yeah, I, re I remember it okay, very so well. so for me to do that, it wouldn't have went through. It wouldn't have went through. That is incorrect. <laughs> okay. And you know that just as well <laughs> okay. as I do. You yeah. are the VP, the head Negro in charge of the station's department. <laughs> Understand this. This is where you're getting an example because you're from different. Conquer departments. and divide. You're right. 
how fucked up it is in Stacia's department. Not only that, the fact that you get, the, the, it seems like they get the weak people up there to do the job, and those that's come aboard to get along, that's what they do. Matter of fact, you sat there and in front of, and on your and and yes, this was when your ass was on your way out. You said to Derek right in front of me. He said, "Oh man, I know now. You're supposed to come aboard and get along. You're not supposed to make no waves." Let me tell you something. You know that's that's just like saying I'm laying down and just letting them do. And basically, that's what you did. That's what you did on a lot of decisions that were made. You wasn't truthfully honest with your own title. You wasn't totally truthful when it came to to the cleaners. But let me just show you how how it carried on. Because you got a division chair in there now, Joe. Now, let's get on that right now. Because I want want to hear it out of your mouth. Now... From my understanding, and, I, and my sources are uh, very, very re- reliable, Joe is a, had been a lame duck in, in his position since he'd been there. His attitude and his remarks were referring to management and talking uh, to Cynthia Davis and then referring to them as bitches, right? Labeled him as being a, bu- a woman abuser, abusive towards women. So Joe can't get nothing done for anybody now because, of course, they put that all through the system. So he's actually hurting the department by having his ass Hold where on, he Stan- at. Stanley, when you say Joe, we had a lot of Joe's Joe on the show. B- Joe Bermuda. Bermuda. Okay, this, Bermuda. This, I know the, who you're talking about. Chair. <laughs> the division chair. That's who we talking So um, uh, can we elaborate on that for the, for, for them? Well, you're absolutely right about that. Joe is an abuser. He's disrespectful. He's reckless with his mouth. Mm-hmm. Okay. To the extent that he has four pending cases right now. Yeah, of course. So okay. I'm not. What, I'm what, not what, what are those cases about? <laughs> Go tell Please it, enlighten <laughs> us yeah, at the radio station. Yeah. I'm going to be honest. Uh-huh. No. Staley okay. opened the door, so uh-huh. now walk on in, Maurice. Because I haven't hidden this. I hadn't. I okay. haven't hidden this. Now, what, now was these charges? Have I hidden this? No, we talked about it before. All right, then. No, so what, then what, you know, no, I'm not going to hide it. Hold it. I'm no, not no, going to no. hide it. It was hidden. It was. Yeah, it was. It was hidden for a minute. Because you know why? Let me just say this. During your first year, I Joe couldn't do. When I was running against him. <laughs> <laughs> That's Joe, why I was hidden from you. Joe wasn't allowed to do no cleanest cases and basically no no no, no uh, station cases, and they stuck him over there in revenue because and 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 you could quote me and and I mean you could say yeah that's what it was because they said if he did any cases that they was going to burn every member that they brought before his ass because he didn't know how to talk and he, wasn't, he was so disrespectful. Am I correct or not? No, you're not totally correct. Okay, that part. okay. He then. cut oh. Cynthia's legs out from now, under her. Now, mm-hmm. now I'm not going to deny to, that part. And went to okay, Yvette Vargas. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Before we get off of the yeah, subject, go ahead, go ahead. before Let's we get, get off this. the subject, before Let's we get off the subject, this. I just got one question. Got the, get the, Joe. The, the time frame, the time frame. This happened on your watch too. Yeah, I'm not I, shying away from that. No, I, I, yeah, come, yeah, come on. Unfortunately, he wasn't one of the original people I ran with. Yeah, but we embraced everybody who got elected. We weren't going to be doing that fighting thing. Okay. However, that was a mistake. Had I had prior instinct or insight. 
I'd have chopped them up. Right. But what's I okay. want to hear about these four charges. Um, Joe has a tendency to speak reckless to women. That's the best way to describe it. Okay, he's disrespectful with his terminology, and to the extent that that's sexual harassment. Whenever you speak to a woman improperly, mm -hmm. that's harassment because they don't come onto the property to be disrespected. They don't come on the property to be treated like they're meat, they're people. So yeah, he does have four of those cases. One of them is against the supervisor, but they're all against women of color. So, so <laughs> you trying to, are you insinuating that he doesn't have respect for black women? I'm not insinuating anything. I'm just putting out what's the facts. All right, so everybody... To say, everybody, to say what is, is in his mindset, right. I'm not going to do that. I'm just going to say that this is what it is and this is who it's against. So whoever, all the cases, all the cases was black women. They're against black women. Okay. Okay. He was, at that time, he was only a vice chair of the CTAs, CTA vice chair. Exactly. He was doing arbitration which I don't understand why he was allowed to do that. Why was he allowed to do hearings? If they knew that when the first case came or was brought to their attention, why didn't they put him over at Revenue? And I got when he was at Revenue, this was his famous line, you would be good as a cleaner when the collecting agents got in trouble. When you said one how, right up away from being a, a, a CTA. Yeah. He made this statement. You know, you'd be good as a cleaner to the workers, to the um, collecting agents. How do you say that? How do you get away with saying that? Wow. So what's the status of these cases now? They gone? No, he's on union release. So the minute that he comes back into the system, he gets all four of them. In, oh, a, in other so, words, so they're in an abeyance. Oh, they're so, in abeyance. Right? So basically you, you, you shielded it. Yeah, the union, the union did. Yes, yeah. they did. But, but Not me, because I was trying to get them out there. It wasn't me. I, I don't understand that. See, oh, well, because he fought, he fought, he said, the, the, the TA not time, paying him. That's what it I'm, is. I'm going to show you the double standard. I'm going to show you the double You got to understand the double standard. As a union rep, you got you, you have a, 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 a union, protect, you're protected as a union officer. And this is where I see a lot of, especially when it comes to what we talked about, the shop steward. See, I brought with me tonight a book, and I want you to read it for yourself, about uh, union equality, you being on par with management. Matter of fact, I'm glad I brought that up because we were sitting in on a meeting one time, and a class of shop stewards came out, came over to the meeting, and one of the stewards stood up and said, you know, are we on par with management when it comes to us, you know, arguing an issue with, you know, pertaining to a protected member or a union issue? And you told them no. And I had a young lady sitting there, Miss Gigi Simmons, and I said, Gigi, pass me my book. Now, I have a copy of this book, and then I have it broken down in the most simplest forms for people to understand it. But right here, and I want you to see it for yourself, it says exactly, uh, <laughs> is the read for yourself that 
Union union uh, shops do is on par with management, especially when they're advocating on the behalf of another uh, another member. What level of management? Uh, any level of management. He has it there no, it, in front of him. I mean, I, I even posted something the other day that says that. Okay, the, the, and, it, and they're protected by the, the federal law. The, the goal of the shop store is, is to try to resolve it on the ground level first before it even get any further. But your answer on the was. Level. On yeah. the ground level. But, yeah, I mean, no, no, I mean, because if you let shop stewards go to higher levels, then you actually take away the power of the officer to negotiate well, at well, that No, level. no, no, that's untrue because that's not, now, exactly. now I'm, I'm going to tell you this. You're and right. The, and the MTA is ran different. In the MTA, you, you nominate yourself to be a shop steward. You basically in, become in a shop. Some de- in some departments. In some, some, in depart- some departments. Not in hours. Yeah, not in hours. Not but, in hours. Yeah, but yeah. you get you get voted in, in in other in other you know departments or jobs, whatever the case is. And like even when I went to the Verizon strike, those guys, they shop stores get released to handle cases. Exactly. And you, and here you're supposed to and contractually when they sit here and they be telling them that you can't pick who you want to represent you. Basically, they're helping TA with what they want. They want those that are going to sit there and feed you like 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 fish to TA. You know, they, they, that's what who the, the type of people that they want. They don't want no people that people that's going to challenge them and make them think and make them do their homework. First so of team, all, I have so to team, beg to, to differ me, with who you well, get to represent you. That's an option that every member has. They can get whoever they want to represent. Well, so you, no, that's well, their right. Uh, well, you're saying that they now. They just have to sign that disclosure. But the bottom line is this. We all still members of the union. Whether you sign the disclosure or not, you're still a member uh, of, of this union. So my point is this. Your exact words was, no, we don't want shop stewards running around arguing with supervision. So you actually no, took the legs. I yeah. I said management. Yeah, supervision or whatever. There's different levels. Yeah. No, there's but, different levels. But my thing is, you, took his, you cut his legs right out from under him because that is the foundation of a union officer, period, or a union rep. Their ability to stand with management and tell them, and, and, and it could get, like they say right there, it could get as gritty as it can. But it, in, in some cases, if it wasn't a union issue, it can be grounds for discipline. But in this case, because of the rule of equity, you're protected as a shop steward. So we're not even grooming our shop stewards to be strong enough because, let's be real about it. There's a bunch of black folks here. You don't want them strong. They don't want you bristling, popping your collar at them. They just want you to be subservient, like you're supposed to be in the image that they think you're supposed to be. But the bottom line is this. We all suffer because of that. We're, 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 we get the, the, the things that the cleaners get done to them, not even that, even the clerks. When they argue the issue of customer complaints, customers don't even, see, most of the customers know I just want to fuck their life up because T.A. is going to do all of this to them and we ain't going to and I ain't going to show up in the meantime. You out of service two or three, whatever, uh, uh, weeks, months or whatever. In the meantime, for you to later on to be put back in. But the damage is already done because you haven't been paid for that. And they don't. And when they put you back, they're fighting against not paying you. Not Absolutely paying. right about that. Yeah. And when they but call in, they get steered to say certain words. Right. The first thing they say is, well, was the person rude? And we've been fighting against having these operators use this type of analogy and terminology when they're speaking to people, because you actually steer them in to what you want them to say. 
the majority of the write-ups that come in as passenger complaints, when they come into Broadway, you can look at them and see if this person is going to come in or not. And they automatically get thrown out, or they should be. I don't know what's going on now. now I have a question about that. Yes. That it sounds like a very good idea. Um, these operators not asking leading questions like, uh, was, was he or she rude to you? Why was that not... Was there an attempt to negotiate that into the 2012 station agreement, station department uh, agreement part of the contract? Excuse me, John. Um, I just wanted to say this right quick. I thought they were recordings, not actual operators. They got actual operators doing it yeah. because the last I heard, it was like a recording and it started, yeah. And they sort of steered you in because, of course, when a customer is mad and, and you throw out right. the option of was the was the agent rude? Of course. Right. What they going to say? I'm going to get them in trouble. Yeah, they were rude. Yeah, he yeah. didn't let me. He rudely yeah. didn't let me in without paying my fare. Yeah. 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 And, and he was rude. Yeah. Because I've actually called the number. That can mean anything. And they consistently rude. say this. So how did they act? Were they, were they rude? They were rude. But was was there an attempt to negotiate that into the 2012 station agreement for, to forbid these operators from saying that. No, that was uh, handled at different meetings that we had, our monthly meetings. It was a constant, constant subject. And they're still doing it? And now they're you're asking me something it? that I can't really testify to because yeah. I'm not there. But you're were they still doing it in 2015? They're still doing it now. We still get customer complaints, don't we? Well, right, but are they asking? Are they still asking leading questions? Now, I don't like, know. What, is he root? Well, I don't what about know. 2015, a year after the the, the uh, contract was already ratified? They were still what doing it. it. They were still doing. They were okay. still doing. If they're still doing it now, they were still doing it. Let then. me ask you a question: When they um, you call that number, whatever it is, they ask you, "Was he rude? Was he rude?" Like they ask that. They have a checklist that uh, they go down. Well, I mean that even and in rude even, is, even, happens even, to be one of even the in adjectives. Co- even in court, that's against you can't do that in court. That's called leading the witness. Yeah, that's leading. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you you're not allowed to lead. So why doesn't the union challenge the, the, the narrative of these questions? We actually do. I don't know if we're doing it in arbitration now. Right? But a lot of the a lot of them were thrown out step one. Like I said, when we when you look at it. And you look at the case itself. If you go over the case, there's certain language that comes out that you can tell that this person isn't coming in. Even if you bring them a, a cab or a limo, they're not coming. Are these phone calls recorded? Yes. They mm-hmm. are? They are? Yes. All right, good. Because you can always pull that up, too. Well, you can try. But the first thing they're going to say is, well... Customers' privacy. Plus, it's past the point of limitations. And they've... Um, Erased it. Well, they can always find it well, recording when it's in their favor, but when it's for us, it's it, it, every case should get thrown out then because whenever something is brought up against you, you're allowed to see every piece of evidence that's against you. Exactly. And if you I, don't have that, then you 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 deliberately in my in my case holding out on evidence that could possibly vilify the um the defendant. The you, problem with that is an arbitrator's viewpoint and. Sometimes the arbitrator doesn't look at what's actual law. Sometimes they operate a little bit on emotion. Well, that's when you, whoever the rep is at that time, do the research and bring in the actual law and shows that this is against the law. You could, the thing is this. It seems like we go into these arbitrations 
and we let the arbitrator set the tone. We have to come in and set the tone sometime and put our foot down and make the arbitrators make the make let them know that we did our research and you will be forced to make the right choice. You know what I'm saying? Um, when I did arbitration, as you just said, we set the tone. There was a Ed Pachado and Kenneth Page were the two union lawyers that we used, basically. One doing um, regular uh, and um, Ed Pachado doing dismissal, the dismissal calendar. And we set the tone. He did a very good job. He did case studies. He did um, prior pra past practice, um, precedence, and we won. We were winning these cases. Now, I would like to know just when Marie said about he had meetings, just basically who were at your meetings that you had? Just a, a couple of people. I just need to know at what level did chief you have the meeting? Chief station officers, assistant chief station officers, and my committee, which is the division chair, vice chairs, and anybody else that we would need at that point to come in and give any clarity to anything that we were discussing. So sometimes we have the people who were doing G&D come up and talk about certain instances. Now, I just want to say this real quick. The last, it's not the last 30 minutes, but the last 30 minutes, I do want to focus on the new administration and what they've been doing wrong and what we need to feel to make these departments, the station department better. Because we got a former VP, former division chair, and the shop steward. Mm -hmm. And we got Mr. Beatrice, who's, who's, who knows a lot also. So I think that we could come up and try to formulate something from here for the future. Because to just talk about the past all the time isn't going to really make exactly. us move forward. I agree yeah. with that. So the last half an hour, these guys got two more years basically in. So we need to focus on what's going on now. And so a few more minutes of this. It's, it's probably got like another 20 more minutes of this. So even if you got questions for Staley... Another 15 minutes. Yeah. yeah. Questions for Staley, Jamel, mm -hmm. Jonathan, whatever, you know. It, it's good information that I'm learning today. Okay. You know, and another thing with arbitration that people need to understand is that, just like you said, arbitrators can sometimes base their opinions off of emotion. So that's why that's not the end all. I mean, you, again, they can always be challenged in court. After exactly. That. That's not binding arbitration, those disciplinary arbitrations. However, when you when you talk about an arbitrator's decision, it's really, really difficult to overturn one once they make it. And that's why when we go before the arbitrator, we want to make sure that we don't take cases that set bad precedents for our members in the future. We have to be cognizant of that. You um, realize there's a board that uh, oversee arbitrators that you could bring them up on charges as well? Like I said, you can do that. However, they don't make decisions arbitrarily against an arbitrator oh, okay historically okay now right. maybe you have that rare case that would break that chain yeah maybe you do but for the most part it doesn't happen i think one of the biggest things for the future of this department is right now the biggest thing need to be done to just to restore at least a little credibility to the department <laughs> and it sounds and it's and it's gonna sound bad and I don't care, but your division chair should be removed. Just because of the facts of his he's being a lame duck, just because of his reputation, he's ineffective for the members. 
of the department. And it just shows that Samuelson don't care. You see, they just put together and they let the, and like somebody said to, to I think, to y'all, we were talk, talking about, oh, he let us do what we want. You know, we let us run the department. Yeah, Remember what, that from, conversation? Yeah, from what it was said. That's what Etcheverry said. No. Etcheverry said it? Yeah, he nah, said. No, you sure it wasn't Joe or that day in the, in the hallway? Yeah, Joe Bermuda. It was Joe Bermuda. Yeah, yeah, it was him. He let us do what we want and blah, blah, blah. And 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 that there, it shows how much he care about the members. Because if you see an apartment that's being affected by somebody that's ineffective and you won't remove them, then that means you don't give a damn about the members in that department. I don't think Samson knows what's going on. He don't on. care. That's the whole right. thing. Okay. That's the whole he, thing. Care. he don't care. care. He don't care. And the difference between <laughs> him and Roger was that Roger had input on whatever went on in his seven departments, whatever went on with his VPs. When he saw we needed help, help was given to us by MOW with, a, with the um, leafletting that we did to um, stop the booth closures. We were given all resources made available to our department. That doesn't happen. And this is a quote from Rod, I mean, this is a quote from Joe Bermudez. When he compared, because he worked a little bit under Roger, he said, yeah, there is a big difference, accountability. Roger, you came to work, and you were going to work. And if there was a problem, if a member had sent off an email, sent off a letter to Roger, you were going to have to address that issue. And, you know, that's why to this day people call Roger a dictator because he made people work. But that's, you know, but basically that's all it was. Those people just wanted to chill and not. And, and collect a paycheck. And collect a, yeah. Collect a paycheck right. and do absolutely nothing. And that's what we have now. We have a lot of people when the opposition comes in, this is how Samuelson deals with thing, things. And I think it needs to stop. Why are people being put on release time? We have more than enough people on release time. So if you are outspoken about me, I know what I'll do. I'll, put, I'll throw you a bone and I'll put you on release time. But these people better understand, when the election time starts to come around, see how fast you go back to your tools. I There's just, one uh, thing I like to say about that, because basically that's just old school politics. They've always done that. I've noticed that. Done what exactly? You, you, it's like, I'm going to get you sucker, right? They got this big militant march down the city hall. And when they got down the city hall, they were given jobs. And what happened to the movement at that point? It disintegrated. Yeah. So that's the type of mentality that exists. And it's, it's a shame that it exists throughout all trade unionism. Yeah. That's the thing that we would have to change because we have to have people who are more selfless than selfish. Well, you, you see where you're sitting at right now, right? Oh, no doubt. Progressive action. No doubt. No <laughs> we, doubt. We can't there's be a sold reason, up for There's a reason why I communicate with you. Yeah. Okay? Never ask your guys for nothing. When we have our discussions, I never suggest anything. I just illuminate. I show you because so, I know you're going to make your own decisions. Yeah. You know, you are... Positive individual, so yeah. I'll just give you information and let you run with I it. I want to ask you something. Tell me about uh, Markeith Wolford. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a good one. Wow, everybody <laughs> laugh. Yeah. Uh -oh. uh, you missed the uh -oh. joke, huh? <laughs> <laughs> 
What would you like to know? The about ruler. What, 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 what kind of what kind of guy? What, what kind of guy is he, man? When I brought the ruler to that um, division meeting. Okay. Uh, you could tell that story. Uh, what kind of guys? Uh, I believe his name is Chan on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, Stephen Chan. Uh, Stephen Chan. Chan. I was about to call him Michael right. Chan. Rest, rest, in, rest in peace, Stephen Chan. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, th- there's a problem with that when you have to disguise who you are. You know, if you're telling the truth, if you're being honest about anything, then you should be you. Exactly. But that's what's happening under your rain Stephen yes, Chan and y'all knew who Stephen Chan was now look was. at this now look at this right <laughs> if I was in agreement with all of that if I was totally in agreement with all of that wouldn't I still be with them well, why do I hear crickets debatable no no wait a minute did, wait a minute did they not want you because you start at that time you were hoodwinked and when you opened your eyes and you saw that our department got sacrificed they said it was time for you to leave. You know, it was crazy. Virginia Sanders had told me that this Stephen Chan guy was attacking women, all types of stuff under this alias. So what kind of guys? <laughs> what kind of guys he? And then he go tell Staley. No, matter of fact, he go, t- he go tell Staley he was looking for me. But then he go tell me I could find him at two Broadway. Yeah. <laughs> and then he had the ugliest face as well, wait a minute. Stephen Chan's profile uh, But wait a minute. He doesn't, he doesn't work at two Broadway. No. He, 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 he got temporarily. He did something for oh, a week. Under, I just want real quick. You replaced him um, with, I mean, you took James Fullard out of two Broadway who I felt was very effective for the members. And if anybody's listening and they had a hearing and they were written up, you know exactly what I'm talking about. And you replaced him with Wilford. No, I didn't. Mark Keefe. I replaced him with Robert Kelly. That's who I replaced him with. <laughs> Robert Kelly. Mark Keefe. Robert Mark Keefe had Kelly. that job, and then you replaced Mark Keefe I took, with Kelly I took, after all these people were getting um, I took, thrown to the wolves. I took Mark Keefe out once I got those reports. Ex- that, well, but you just said he no, wasn't. Re- I mean, you just said but Fuller James was still Fuller w- was replaced with with Kelly, and that's exactly. not so. He was not. He yeah. was replaced with Mark Keefe. Mark Keefe didn't replace him. Mark Keefe did backfill. And I stopped backfilling when I got these negative reports. Kelly replaced him. Uh, Kelly replaced him. You told him. Fullard I, you had to send him back to his tools because Mark Keefe got elected for the e-board. No. And that's another thing y'all ran about. I mean, ran on. The presence that if you got elected, you should not hold an elected um, position and be on the e-board, or meaning you should not be put on staff if you are on the e-board. You, Paul Piazza, Marvin Holland, all y'all ran under that premise that nobody on the e-board should be released to the union. Now, staff is not released. Staff is union payroll. But you still get to control that. So it's still release time because you can pull your the union is the one that puts somebody either on TA relief or on staff. Let me ask you a question. In the union, who does the hiring and fire? You know who does the right. president. Thank you. And the chief of staff. So now you and made a, a, well, you made a I'm state, not finished. You made a statement I'm not earlier. Finished. Okay. I said the president, the VP, the chief of staff, 
and the division chair can all make that decision. But ultimately, but ultimately. There is no ultimately. Ultimately, in the Either Constitution. Either one of those that I stated in the Constitution, what does it say? That decision. In our Constitution, what does it say? What are you trying to get me to say? Ultimately, it's the president. He said, "Thank you." That's what he said. Well, it's ultimately I mean, the president. But, but can I say this? I mean, certain officers we, get a varying degree of autonomy. I mean, the but, president but understand doesn't this. have like understand this. Yeah, the president and so forth have the right to hire and fire. But let's get it corrected and understood. As an elective officer, they just can't fire you. You've been elected by the people. They have to bring you up on charges. And that's the process for an elected officer if you're going to remove them. But for staff, it's different. Okay, yeah. Well, depending on what type of staff, okay? Well, if you're elected and you're staff, you've still been elected. People. Yeah, but you've still yeah. been elected. But what you're, what you're saying is right. An elected officer yeah, if, has to be elected. brought up on charges. Yeah, to be. You have to have to, a tribunal. Yeah. And you have to go through the process, and then but th but this it goes is, before but the e-board. But this is, so, so then my thing is this, you know. Because kangaroo e board. Because I want to say this. I want because I want to say this. I I made a a thing where I talked with a few people. I got a few calls on the way here, and and I I allowed Joe to do his little bashing of putting Staley up there, my name up there, and and I haven't responded yet. But of course I'm going to respond. But you know I had this on my agenda, so I wanted to do this first. I want to do this first, but wait, 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 wait. Let me just say this, and I, I and I want to, and I know they listening. Listen to this. I'm gonna come up here every Thursday, and I'm gonna dedicate at least three to five minutes to bashing his ass until you're out of this office. You weak. You're ineffective. You're insecure. That's why you're always hollering about Staley because you're worrying about me being right on your ass because you know you're not doing your job. You know I know your history. Remember who you called when they ran your ass out of Quay Street Depot six o'clock in the goddamn morning. You called my goddamn house. My words was I didn't bash him. I didn't say anything. He told me what happened, what my exact words was. Take your ass back to that depot and get your fucking respect. That's what I told him. Get your goddamn respect. And he ran up out there with his tail between his legs. And I got more to add to that. Because I was Bitch, the last pit, the last person you should have ever fired up and talked that bullshit to. Because I know you weak. That's why you rant like a little kid. You put them little, you came up on the progressive action for the first time. He allowed you on there. You said what you had to say. You referred to people as being stupid and all that like a little kid like you too. Well, I'm going to treat you like you too. Because I, when I finish spanking your ass, not only, not only does management don't want to talk to your ass, the goddamn members don't even want to be around your ass either. Well, you don't even have to do that for that to happen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he let off a few shots. Well, <laughs> that's already going on. Back to, <laughs> back to the farm. On one of the things that what you asked that I would like to see being done different is that we should not have a union that has a paid staff. There's some people who are going to be paid to be on the e-board because they, they run for these positions um, and they'll, you know, they'll be released. But you should not have the majority of the people out there on paid, being on a paid staff, having a paid staff position. 
That takes away the integrity of this union. You know what's funny? And don't tell me that Roger had that because that's bull crap. No, he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> because from what I've been told, that's been a practice since before I came on the job. Not the to have is, the majority of the members on paid the, staff. The problem, that has not happened. The problem Maurice. is the problem is the executive committee, the governing committee of the union, is controlled by finances. Now, how do we remedy that? Because no matter what by sticking to Let me finish. Let me finish. You know I love you, girl. <laughs> Let me finish. Love is in the building. <laughs> yeah, right. Wow. <laughs> now nah, me, me and Jamel have been doing this for years, <laughs> for years. You know, there's a there's a mutual love, admiration, and respect with us. But my point is this, right? The problem, the problem is the governing body has to have more input into the governing committee. That's the bottom line. And if they're not out amongst the body, how can they respond to what the body needs? That's the issue there. How do you get qualified people in these positions? That's another thing because at the end of the day, the pool that we have to operate in is rather shallow. You've seen our meeting. It's rather shallow. It looked better than the um, RTO. <laughs> 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 and, that, and that's another thing coming mm -hmm. in that we said, that we would monitor each other's meetings so that we could see what's going on in each and every department. Yeah. That fell by the wayside. Matter of fact, our executive committee meetings, I don't know how many they've had this year, but 14 and 15, we didn't have that many. So we weren't really armed when we went into... The, um, the executive committee meetings with any type of real information going forward. And I think that's how that Gil Martin House sale occurred because we weren't giving, and you can ask anybody that was on that committee if we were given that information that we would own the building eventually. We were only told about the liabilities that we incurred because of that building and that it didn't help our membership. So a vote was done based upon that information. Well, basically, they didn't want y'all to know all the, a lot of the other information that Tremel found in the research. Basically, they wanted that to stay buried. Oh, well, I'm not going to be one to say what their mindset was, what their thinking was. Oh, no, of course I'm not. I'm only going to go with what actually happened, and that's what happened. I mean, I mean I like, Campbell even happened to mention that, I, I've been told. I mean, you got to pardon me. I like to do things like that. I like to tell. I like to know. I like to tell what a person's mindset was when they did this, you know, so. I just like to look at the outcome and make a judgment based upon that hey. overall. Mm -hmm. So what's, what's the thoughts on the station, um, station's department today? Mm. <laughs> As a person who spent most of his life on the job, I can't say that I'm not worried. I'm extremely worried about what's going on. And not because you put out anything, but because I was seeking trying to change things, I was going to start rotating offices so I could see if I can get a better eclectic mix, a better sustainability when we had to address our members out on the road. Stations has the least amount of release time of every department in the system. Let we me have, tell you this. Can about I finish? Go ahead, go ahead. Thank go ahead. you. I appreciate that. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. 
Go ahead and say what you think. Our logistics is insane. Everybody in here has to testify to that. We got 465 stations, over 60 reporting locations. And right now, I don't know how many people we have released, but we used to have 11. There was no way in the world that you can give proper representation to that many people over that amount of geography. My brother, go ahead. Okay, my thing is this. Um, the way that the department is right now, it, it, it's really, really need true and honest representation that's going to really step up, challenge management when it comes to hearing, changes the perception that they have of the workers. You know, uh, the way supervision goes through our, depart uh, our department and treat the workers, you know, uh, from station agents to cleaners. You can, hear, you can hear all kinds of stories of their being disrespected. And, and, and most of all, I think the biggest thing is that our union don't stand by, but side by side with a, uh, with a member when they have complaints about a supervisor. You know, I understand you got to filter through those that are telling the truth and those who are not. And you, want to, and you want to stand with the ones that have some substance, you know. But my, the bottom line is, when have you ever seen a union officer profess and push, to, push to a member to go on and write up a supervisor and the union still standing there with, alongside of them? I can give you a couple of instances if you like. Oh, what? oh don't. Don't do that. Don't even do that because you know what? I, I'm, I'm going to tell you of a situation with me and you. Um, you we were there. Uh, I was bringing your supervisor up on charges. And Arthur Swartz stood there in, in your office and said to him, is he a shop steward? Because when we started speaking and, and Arthur was listening to me, he turned to you and said, well, was he a shop steward? And what was your words? Yeah. No, you didn't. You, you said, you said, no, no. You said, I don't know. That's what you said. I remember okay. because I said, you know why I remembered it? Because I took the shop steward class a second time under your administration because I've been a shop steward for over 20 years. I was a shop steward during Roger term. That's why I said, yeah. Yeah. So that's why I, I couldn't believe that you, you sat there and said, for, for he one, didn't know. For one, you forget. We got a history. All right. So I've known you for quite a few years. Yeah, I know you for right. quite a few years. Right. Before. So why wouldn't I say you were a shop steward? I knew you were a shop steward all along. You said to him your exact words like I don't know, and I got ready to say to you, how in the hell would you know? Would say that when you know at that time I was still uh, in Nick's class when that incident happened. My thing is this: if you've done the class, the shop stewards class, on another. Administration. Administration. Why do you have to repeat it again? Once a shop steward, you're always a shop steward. See, but this is the thing. However, let me just say this. Let's look at some. Okay, management comes to our union and asks them who are your active shop stewards. Keyword. And they pick and choose. See, in order for you to get them to understand that you know what the hell you're doing, you challenge them on it. I dare a union officer to walk in a courtroom, a federal courtroom, and said to them, and say to a judge that, no, this person is not. Because then a judge will look at him and say, that's a dues-paying member, and you turn, you, you turn against your member? You'll be stayed there to be sued in a minute. So, well, they won't. But that's what they depend on, you not challenging them. 
They figure it's too much work. To, to, to do a, a federal court, I mean, do a federal case, is not as hard as a lot of people th think. It's see, not. See, what Staley was saying, there's a critical word there, active. We have over 400 shop stewards. Right. How many of them are active? And do you recognize the ones who are not active? Okay, then you have you people running active? around the system. But do I call oh, active? Yeah. What do you do, call active? Do you showing up at a rally, showing up at at um at the American Day, showing up at meetings. Most of them do show up at meetings, but they're not considered shop stewards because they said you didn't go through the course under Samuelson's administration. Well, I don't know about how the meetings are filled now because I took a break after I lost the election. But um, at the last meeting, there was no way in the world that could have been representative of all the shop stewards that we have on the property. Okay, I'm going to say this well, right Let me quick. say something real quick. Okay. I'll tell you what. If they get a new educational director, I will be taking that shop steward class all over because Nick Riddell ran yeah. the shitty but, ass class. But yeah, you know, I agree. I'll take it again, too. Now, I got to say something about that. Hopefully it'll be kicked up a notch. A lot of a, a 10 few notches. A few notches. Exactly. I got to say something about that, right? You don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Now, let me finish. There's problems with that program. Then it's... Intention upon us to make sure that there's improvements, whether that's to remove the director, change the curriculum, or whatever. We have to do that. So, see, before you said anything, I want you to know that I'm not in disagreement. However, maybe I'm going at it a different way. But, yeah, we have to figure out what, what is it about that shop steward program that's not effective. Well, and change that. Yeah, I mean, personally, I think that they want to teach you the minimal. The minimum. Mm -hmm. But at the end, at the end of the day, what they want to use you for is to hand out flyers and, and do think promotional stuff, to be honest with you. And yeah. I quite and it was crazy. Me and Nick Bedell was going back and forth again the other day. And he trying to be slick. So he go quote Baruch Spinoza, which he don't know is one of my favorite people whose name I got tattooed on my stomach. So he was so foolish with that, because he thinks that he he think that I'm stupid. Nick Bedell really think that I'm stupid. And I keep busting him every time, and he disappeared for a week at a time until he think of the next clever thing to say, and then I bust him again. You know what I'm saying? But he knows he teaches a bullshit ass shop steward course. I said, what, 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 what do y'all do? I haven't. I learned more forming progressive action than I did those six weeks being in that class. And then you know it's bullshit when they tell you, well, you only have to come to four. Come to four. I know this girl who came to two last year. And he said, oh, you just got to come to two more just to get your um, certificate. So is it about, it, it's false hope. They give you a certificate because they make it want to feel like you accomplished something. But you putting soldiers in the field with, with no guns, no bullets. But basically you know like auxiliary cops, basically. Yeah, yeah. basically. But, but then, see, <laughs> auxiliary stewards. Auxiliary stewards. That's, 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 that's actually, the worse than yeah. that. Actually, I think would be the smart thing to do. And this is exactly what I did. I took the course just to get the certificate, and then I studied it on my, my own. The books that I got, I went to uh, uh, the Association for Union Democracy. I picked up some books from there. I went to Mega Evers College where they have a, a labor course there. Uh, and I read various books, and then that's when I understood what a shop steward really was. Now, I say this to anybody and everybody. 
if they Staley was so wrong, I got 23 years on this job. If I was so wrong, don't you think they'd have fired my ass by now and shut my ass up? Of course. And trust me, I interacted with every single president from the time I came in here. And I think it was Ruda at the time. I think from him on through, every single one that, uh, that knew I existed in the system and what I had to say, you see. And, and, and like I said, that's one of the worst things that Joe feel bad about is he don't say, have. Say, say the whole name. Joe Bermuda. Okay. Has, has is the fact that he don't have the respect up, up in management as I would, as I do. Now, take for instance, you remember Randy Richardson. What did he say about me? Tell the other cleaners. Uh, when you have a problem, don't call Staley because he ain't a team player. In other words, that's code for Staley ain't kissing your ass. That's what it means, and I don't. And I'm a grown-ass man, and I stay in my position. Now, if I'm wrong, I'll, I'll step back, I'll look, and I'll correct myself. But don't come to me talking to me like I'm two and be disrespectful like they do a lot of other cleaners. They challenge, and, and that, that's insulting. You're not going to do that just because of your title. You th you, you're not going to say it's the same thing you just said. You're not going to say it to me like we out on the street. You ain't going to say that. Right. Now, you know, to piggyback off of what you said, you know, you talked about the labor course at Mega Evers College. If these people were dead serious about having um, effective shop stewards out there in the field, this is what they would do. They would have, you know, like they would take this money that, you know, a little bit of money that they have instead of wasting but, yeah. it. And they would send people away to go to school for the labor and study labor in these different you know, the same thing with the college. Cornell classes. Exactly. They would do it in the same manner in which they do the so Cornell classes, Cornell. Which, I took, which I took them as well. Exactly. So they would do that for all the stewards instead of that bullshit well, I think class before they even at get the to Union the, Hall. Before they get to the stewards, they need to get to the reps. And yeah, train that's them what I was going to say. Yeah. The officers yeah. under Roger we yeah. were um, given that opportunity to go to the National Labor College and also to Cornell and study. You don't want to send someone out there who doesn't know their wares. They're just sitting out there, and that's what you have now. The elected people that got in there, and Maurice, not 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 saying anything bad about Maurice, because the no? road to hell is paved <laughs> with good intentions. They knew nothing coming in. Labor relations was shut down for two weeks because... They had to put them up to speed. Now, management put them up to speed. So what do you think management oh, told well, them? I have to beg to differ with that. It Two wasn't weeks. management that put us up to speed. We kept James Fullard on, and he trained our members in how to do the hearings. That's exactly what happened. It wasn't management. He was back. Call it. Fullard was back at his tools with we, us. No, the, he was. The fourth was, day, y'all brought Fullard back out to two Broadway. We came in with him in office. The first time you were elected, you did not. He was in class with us. He got pulled out of class, right? Exactly. On mm -hmm. the fourth day, as I said. Had we the done fourth it, day. Had we done any hearings at that point? Y'all were shut down for two weeks. Fullard and management sat there, sat down and went over on how you do hearings. That's what you did. Fullard didn't do all the, all the training. Management and Fullard. You guys sat down and they said, this is how you're going to do, do hearings. 
for two weeks. But you guys went and said you went on the road and you told people, okay, we're the, we're the team. We're going to give you transparency. We're not going to have any layoffs. We're going to do things differently. And you didn't oh, do no. any of those we things. We never before. said we wouldn't have layoffs. We said we would fight diligently. No. Stop them. You want to make a bet? I got, I got proof. You had a, a sticker that I proof said too. Okay. no layoffs. TBO, <laughs> no layoffs. It didn't say anything about we're going to try. We're going to so attempt. Okay. All right. <laughs> I stand corrected. TV I saw one on Neptune I, Avenue. I stand today. corrected. Still intact after, after six years. I stand corrected. Oh man. For that, I stand corrected. Absolutely. But you know, the thing is is about the future and what's going to happen in the department in the next few years, man. And and. Uh, Coming up to, to, to the year 2017, we even though we got the issue of the contract coming up, we also going to have an issue of what they're going to try to do to this department. Uh, and, and that's what we should be focusing on. Everybody that got any kind of uh, idea or, 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 or ability to, to uh, include themselves in the workings and the changes that are coming forward, and if we can all focus on the agenda, uh, then we make a change this department. Well, can I ask you, let me ask y'all a question. Do y'all think the cleaners should have their own department separate from stations? I, I You know what? I'm glad. You, I'm going to, I jumped in there right quick. I'm, I knew you was, I saw your lips moving. And <laughs> 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 we get this in quick. I think the, the cleaners should have their own division, yes. That, that makes sense. I don't, I don't see why, and this should have been done years ago. I can't see why station agents could vote on cleaners' issues when they don't know, when you haven't walked a mile in my shoes. You see, just like they should be able to vote on the issues that go on with the booth and, and so forth. See, over the years, this is what I have a problem with. We used to have a boot allowance. They voted. We, they gave away our boot allowance. We, um, uh, we had a uniform allowance. That was also taken away from us. And, and in, the, in the meantime, we've been getting more and more inferior wear compared to what we had in the past. You know, uh, 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 as, as, you know, my thing is, like, if you're in a booth, you shouldn't be have no impact on anything that pertains to the, what, my job, which is outside your booth. Now, do you think they took away the boot allowance because, I mean, members were going to get um, boots that weren't regulation? or? Do you no, think I don't think that was no. an issue. I think they took it away because station agents don't really have to wear boots. But, then, but, nah, but this, let me just point this out. Let, no. me, let me point It was strictly out. a financial move. It's cheaper to use a contractor who's doing everybody. That's why that boot is universal. See, right. and, and, and that's where I have a problem with that ad. You know, because um, cleaners, we're constantly on our feet. You know, we should be provided with a better boot, number mm -hmm. one. Uh, and, and number two is the fact that, see, with them giving everything, giving the, the majority of everything to management, they can control uh, us in the manner that they do, such as, you know, how they, they sell us as a group to, to medical, to, to whoever give us the best medical uh, plan, you know, who come with the cheapest. You know, we sell, they sell us that way. They sell us with these cheap boots that's probably cost maybe about $2 for a pair of them. 
You know? Well, they cost yeah. 130 No, but that's that's jacked up for you. The, retail, they, they, the, the, the TA actually pays $65 for the boot. Yeah, no. Yeah, they, is that the composite toe? Composite toe, yeah. Oh, composite. Uh, hundred and what? It's a, well, I searched it myself, that boot. It's $135. The yeah. TA gets $65. Now they're trying to give us a stipend of $67. For our, for our, if we go buy our own boots now, but they're, but they're not even real leather. So what is he talking about? A hundred and six, for, for for a plastic boot, <laughs> for a plastic boot that's killing people's feet, right? And having and you have almost a third, at least a third of your cleaning staff having surgery on their feet because there's a because I mean, of not, a boot. Not, not only and you don't want to address it. No, no, I'm just saying, yeah. just well, hypothetical. Yeah. In the cleanest, the first, as far the, as first the first part almost of the, a third. The first part of the addressing, I call it the Frankenstein boot, <laughs> was what they the only choice that we had. So now there's a choice because I found out in CED they had a choice of five different styles. However, the soft boot that everybody likes breaks down when you add water to it. Right. So now we have to have a liberal return policy that's not according to when you get your allotment, but whenever you need it. Because, like he said, people were getting injured and that's how we brought that up. It's costing you in availability. It's costing you sick time. It's costing you in productivity. Your bottom line is being wasted by not taking care of my people. But, but this is also the thing is some of these cases are being controverted by T.A. as well. Knowing full well there's an issue with the boot, but still you're going to create more grief for an individual by controverting the case. And now they're sitting out there waiting. Bills are still coming and they got to wait till they, they, they're hearing to at least to get some kind of relief. But you know, and it's, it's well known that these boots are hurting people's feet, but you still going to... And, you know, you're going to double the burden by now you want to controvert the, the, the comp. Yeah, the sad thing is, you know, it's just not our department suffering with this. Yeah, I understand you know, it's, that. It's a universal piece of PPE, personal protective equipment. And that's why I say we should all, as a group, uh, uh, demand that we get better boots. We well, can't. we need to be a part of the selection process exactly. when they get a vendor on the property. And I, I think that's what the main problem is. That we're not as proactive as we need to be in making decisions, and that affects us as a whole. Yeah, we well. don't have the community um, committees. I'm sorry, we don't have the committees that we once had. We've lost quite a few. And on you, Staley, I would say, in numbers, there's strength. I don't think we need to have a separate department. In numbers, there there is strength. Do we need to make sure that we address certain issues, uh, add, um, give a little more attention? Yeah, but I don't think we need to start um, separating what we have. We should have the, the CTAs, station agents, the collecting agents, and supply logistics. Well, if the cleaners become their own division, they would still be within stations. Yeah, they'd be, we're still. But, but, but let me finish, because what it is, we need to empower these people. They're the most demoralized segment of this entire union. So for them to have something that they can call their own would empower them and make us stronger as a department overall. So it would be like a subdivision. Yeah, right. We, as a, we, like you have right. A and B right. divisions. We wouldn't be separate It from doesn't them. take away your strength as a collective. Right. It just gives them the opportunity to control their own environment. Mm -hmm. There were attempts to How? do that about separate, separ separating the cleaners and just creating their own division. But my thing is this here.
we're still going to all be under the station's umbrella like everybody else. It's just more so of an issue about addressing the needs of the cleaners and what they have the, and what kind of equipment and stuff that we need in the field. But you have that now. You that's what you have well, the vice. We, yeah, but this what happens. That's what you have the vice chair for. I, so you're just saying if I just change the title, that's going to make a difference? Because mm -hmm. that's all that you're doing is changing the title. But yeah, you have a vice chair. Changing that, the title actually empowers the people. When you go out amongst these cleaners, and I'll tell you something. When I first came in the office, I got a call from Quay Street telling me that, oh, man, one of our supervisors has TB. So I do my investigation and find out that it's actual. I come out there, I'm ready to shut everything down. And you know what? Half of them said, nah, man, I'm going back to work. And what I told them is, look, I'm shutting this down. You guys, in the morning, you go to the doctor. It's a four-day gestation period. Mm -hmm. You come back after you get the results. And I'm going to make sure that everybody gets paid. And they still didn't want to do it because they didn't feel empowered. Now, the end result is it took me two weeks, but I got the Department of Labor there. I had every major player in the game from the Senior Vice President of Labor Relations to the Vice President of the Station Department, the ASCO. I had everybody there midnight, and we all got tested. But had we been together, had they been empowered, that night, we would have got it done. Joe Bermudez was there. Where was his empowerment? That was his see, department. See, but the, that was my action. See, nobody, first thing, nobody trusts, well, he's not, well, he don't really have the command of the department as, as it appears. And like I said, the, 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 the biggest thing that hurts uh, the cleaners or that, that the cleaners feel about the union is not the support they had, they, they, that they feel confident that they're going to be supported in their issues. You know, they, they've been dealing with bad supervision and so forth, and they've been sold out on many occasions. And, and, and this is not just the cleaners. Let's go across the board. It's going to take a, a dedicated administration that's going to come in there and get back the confidence of the members in this union. And management, no, that's a, going to be a yeoman's job to, to, for it to be done. But for the, for, these, for the members of this union to, st um, to stand beside their administration that they elect in there, did that uh, that administration have to come in there and actually get the confidence back of the members? It's been too long, and uh, and the stuff that people been going through that they don't want to trust people. That's why when people say we gotta, I ain't going out there. I ain't going to sacrifice myself because the union ain't going back me back me. I don't have trust in the union. Well, that's where that's one we way, have to start at. Well, see, that's one way to look at it, but I have a more diverse viewpoint of it. Because it's cultural. We actually have to try to change the culture down here. Right. Well, that, well, More than anything. That, that, that is, that's the bottom line. That's one way to regaining, attack it. They're the gaining the confidence back in the members in their union and that the union going to stand beside right, them. Look, check it out, fellas. Two October hours is 13th. up. October <laughs> I told, I told, yes. hold on. I, yes. I want to make this clear. Well, <laughs> she done did, if I, had a, dollar, six, if I had a dollar for every time you did that. <laughs> um. Am I expecting everybody to? I'm gonna see everybody this Thursday. I'm That's taking correct. the ABA. Absolutely. 
Everybody gonna be there this Thursday. So, and bring yeah. a friend. So this is gonna cost me money. I'm just letting you know that. That's Take cool. <laughs> That's cool. <laughs> but um, it's worth it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, October thirteenth. Matter of fact, this um, isn't this isn't about what our differences is. This is about building. Correct. And we're gonna be in front of that building to build something. Correct. And I think everybody here will have something good to say that day to the people. You know what I'm saying? Especially in the stations department. Between all these four right here, y'all should be leading the way. Right. I'm going to be on my Martin Luther King stuff that day. I will be talking <laughs> my Martin Luther King, Malcolm X talk. But I definitely <laughs> want to hear from the experts, which are y'all, that day, just to educate the people. I don't know how many people go come. Well, but. I'm hoping that in the stations department, we have to show, um, like I said, in unity, if there's strength and the people show up, we can make a difference. Yeah, yeah. I, and, and we got some people coming through, some uh, um, politicians. Yes. Oh. Yeah, so, so, okay. so it should be all right. Yeah. What you want, what you want to say, cuz? Well, no, I, basically the same thing. Just I just wanted to encourage people in all departments, not just the stations department, to come through and help in solidarity with your union brothers and sisters in that in the station department and the cleaners to rally because it's not just about respect for the cleaners. It's also about uh, a fair and just contract. Because as Staley always says, I love I love quoting it. You know, we you know they basically think that we're boo boo the fool. So basically, we have to always let them know that we're not stupid. Exactly. You know, you exactly. have to. You have to in all aspects of life. You have to eliminate that. Yeah. So basically, I just want because you know as Tremel says. You're one, you know, you're one or two dance away from being a cleaner. Exactly. And, you know, the same well, thing. Not one or two. One. One, one yeah. <laughs> you know, right. the right and, one. Right. That's it. And RTO, exactly. right, exactly. Because in, in buses, you're a knockdown or a fatality away from being a cleaner. Yeah, so exactly. basically, you know, and, and, and in buses, they do think they're prima donnas with them swing rooms up there. You know, and I'm saying it, you know, basically, you know, they, you know, you're supposed to worry about the service first, you know, and, and the information that these, um, that these union reps ram up your ass in these in these damn shop gates, okay? But anyway, like I said, everybody, I just want everybody to come out and support in all the departments. October thirteenth, next Thursday, the rally at ten a.m. down at Two Broadway, the House of Pain. Yeah, the House of Pain. We will be there. That's right. <laughs> that showed them a little. Pain. Yeah, and and and, <laughs> yeah. and just for the union saying that they got to sanction something, I want to see y'all sanction the rally. We go do at the union hall sometime in the near future. Sanction that right there. And we're going to leave y'all with that tonight. Thanks for coming out. It was a beautiful debate and it ended peacefully. That's right. No police had to be called. <laughs> everybody's everybody smiling and yeah. laughing. No ambulances outside. Yeah. It's all, it's all good. Y'all have a good night. Thanks for tuning good in. Good night. All right. Good have night, a good night, everybody. everybody. Good night, everybody.